When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you just discovered that it's not failure you're afraid of, it's actually success? Would you like to learn how to overcome it? Welcome to the Heal the Hurt Podcast. Remember when we were kids and we believed that anything was possible? We were going to be the first man or woman to do something really great. But then something happened. Something got in the way of living the life of greatness we know we were meant for. Well, it's now your turn to become the greatest version of yourself. And to achieve that, we will heal the hurt. So have you been struggling in life and and thinking failure was your problem, but you kind of hit a bottom. You kind of realized, actually, I'm not afraid to fail. What I'm really afraid of is success. Well, first of all, congratulations. You're that much closer to it. Most people that are, a, the more you fear failure, the further away you are from success. Like if you think that's what's stopping you back or holding you back, success is, the fear of success is what holds all of us back. We're all petrified of it. Like I've, I say all the time. None of us have ever been afraid to fail. We absolutely love to fail. We fail all day, every day. And here's the, I use this example all the time, but this is everyone's life. We all lay in bed or sit at our desk or drive to work or on our way home and we contemplate, what do I need to do to make my relationship better, my business better, any aspect of my life better? And what happens? What happens to all of us? We go, ugh, I don't feel like it. And so we don't act on it. Right in that moment, we've all chosen failure. And we do this repeatedly, like all day, every day. So it's not possible for any of us to fear failure because we're choosing it. We know exactly what we need to do to make our life better. But see that feeling. That feeling is overwhelming. And we don't know what to do about it. We don't know how to move through that feeling, right? Because everyone in this industry wants to tell you to change your thoughts, which especially in this situation, complete waste of time. You need to shift that feeling. That's where the answer is, okay? And so I'm going to walk you through where does that feeling come from and how do we shift it? Because that's what's keeping you from the life you want, that feeling, all right? The first thing to recognize is that feeling is past trauma. That's all it is. It's unhealed trauma. See, what people don't realize is the excitement response and the trauma response are the exact same thing. Have you ever wondered why a musician or an athlete or somebody starts to succeed and then all of a sudden they do something completely stupid and blow their whole life up? Well, the reason they do that is Their brain and body can't distinguish between the excitement and the trauma. They literally have the same chemical and and 
biological reactions in our brain and body. And so when we start to pursue what we want, it actually, it, it reminds us, it triggers fear. It triggers our trauma from the past that we haven't dealt with. And so in that moment, as you're contemplating and that, you know, it's kind of a dark, dull, heavy feeling. Usually for most people, it sits right in here. Like, you know that you you know, man, I got to go to the gym. I've got to go. You know, it, honestly, it, ha it still happens to me. You know, I started taking dancing lessons recently. I've wanted to do it for 15 years. And I was, it, it crossed my mind recently and I was driving to run some errands and it popped in my mind. I'm like, I should go by that studio. I should finally do it. Well, that feeling hit me. But see, now that I know what it is and what to do, I went, boom, I turned right, signed up. Like I turned towards that fear of success, all right? Because I've learned the process underneath it, all right? So like I said, what's happening there is you're being triggered by trauma, okay? And this gets back to the worst day cycle, what I talk about in my book. And it's, you know, if you watch any of my videos, I'm, I'm always, you know, sharing little pieces of the cycle, all right? So what happens is we all go through trauma in childhood. It's unavoidable. Every single one of us has been through trauma, as I always say. I mean, there are two questions. I mean, most of us know that, you know, our parents were perfectly imperfect, but many people are in massive denial. No, my childhood was perfect. Well, even normally ask two questions, but just one question. If you have any secret from your parent, anything you've done, you've said, you believe that shows you've been through massive trauma. Because what that means is you already know that if your parents really knew who you were, especially your imperfections, what you fear is the loss of attachment. They wouldn't love you. And this, the one thing we need to survive on this planet as a species is attachment. If we don't physically and emotionally attach to another human being, we'll die. And so our inability to share all of ourselves, especially with a parent, that's, the, that's a fear of death. Okay? We all, all of us have secrets from our parents. Well, that's proof You've suffered massive trauma, and that's a whole nother show to convince you of your trauma. So if you're still struggling with admitting that truth, ride along. But eventually, you're going to have to admit that truth to overcome the fear of success. Okay. So what happens in those moments of trauma is we, create, we have a fear response. Okay. And that creates a chemical addiction between our brain and body. All right. There's a rush of chemicals that that gets secreted when we have a fear reaction. And so what happens is, is as I talked about before, and many times our brain doesn't know right from wrong. It knows known versus unknown. And so it constantly seeks to repeat what it knows. Our brain is constantly trying to save energy. It never wants to work. It wants to repeat anything it's done so it, it can wreck. Because if it's already done it, it doesn't have to work. All right. So since all of us have been through massive trauma and as a society, we don't talk about it. We don't deal with it. I mean, there are many of us trying to change that. That's much different than 30 years ago. But it's still I mean, in the history of the world, this is like we've just discovered fire. Like for centuries, we wouldn't even talk about this stuff. And we're kind of talking about it now. So we're so new as a society into all of us of accepting this fact and truth. All right. So because we've all been stuck in trauma, our brain and body seeks to repeat it. 
we will relive that situation over and over and over and over and over in everything we do, our hobbies, our careers, our friendships, our relationships, everything. That's what happens is we that power vacuum that gets created in the original trauma because we're a child and we could be a teenager even is you know we have many events through childhood that strip us of our inherent power what i call our greatness or as gabor matei would say we're born a person and when that's taken from us by these events we develop personalities okay we become all these different things, a piano player, soccer player, a great student, whatever, to get mom and dad to love us. Like if you watch the latest Michael Jordan, you know, the, the, the 10 part series on the Chicago Bulls, his dad was horrific to him as a child. Absolutely horrific. Just belittled him, degraded him. Well, what did it do? Michael developed, and he says it right there. This isn't an opinion. He says it. He developed a personality to try and prove to his father that he was worth something. Well, his level of success shows you how much he was beat down and destroyed by his father. Okay. So that's what we all do. We develop these personalities to try and get attachment, to try and get our parents to love us. Well, the problem is they're not authentically us. They go against who we are. Now they can be great motivators. We can accomplish many things. But ultimately, like if you watch that series at the end, you know, they brought up how people said he was a jerk, his teammates and everything. And he just started crying because Michael became his father, really domineering, really rough, really degrading to his teammates. And he did it to get acceptance from the world and from his father. And so now these people, teammates, the world is it became a proxy for acceptance and so here he went, became this, and now they're judging him. And he, like, he just started crying. He ended the interview. He's like, I've got to take a break. See, he's never healed that underlying trauma. And that's why he broke down on camera. Because he went and, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it and it's wrong or don't get me wrong, but I'm just pointing out the truth so you can see it through real life people. And you're like, oh my God, he's right. We just relive that trauma against ourselves over and over. That's what happens in the third stage of this. It's because our power was taken from us, we developed these personalities to try and get our power back. Now, they're almost all self-defeating. And even though Michael achieved all of this, in the end, he's crying. He never got the acceptance because people are saying you're a bully. And so he's breaking down from that. And so while we may have achieved some things, they always boomerang back against us. They hurt us, all right? And that's why we get sick and hurt. Like the science is overwhelming. Almost all illness and disease is the result of trapped emotion, traumatic emotion that's not been dealt with. And I've, in plenty of videos and things, and in my book, I show the science. Gabor Matei is another person who shows the science. You, you get sick and hurt because you're broken emotionally. You have a lot of trauma that hasn't been dealt with, and it gets expressed in the body. Antonio Damasio, Candace Pert, the leading experts in neuroscience and all of this biology show that you can't separate our mind and body, especially when it comes to health. If you have an emotional condition, it shows up in your body, and that's illness and disease, all right? Now, what's the advantage to having illness and disease or poor relationships or poor careers or these things boomerang back at us? Well, remember what happened to us as a child. We couldn't choose our parents. We couldn't choose the situation. We were powerless if, you know, in case of Michael Jordan, his father belittling him, right? 
He couldn't do anything about it. He's completely powerless. His life, his survival depends on his father. So he has to accept it. But in that moment, it creates a massive power vacuum. He's completely powerless to stop it. And so why do we then victimize ourselves as adults? We get our power back because at least I'm choosing it. He could have played any other sport. He could have done anything with his life, but he picked a pursuit where ultimately he's going to get judged just like his father. And so whatever it is, like I've talked about in my own videos, uh, my own history, I know the brother who beat the hell out of me, just destroyed me. Well, he used to hold me by my head and pummel me. He was huge. I couldn't do anything. And so I ended up picking a woman who was physically and verbally abusive. I re now, did I consciously do that? Do we do any of this consciously? No, because we don't teach about any of this. That's why I'm talking about it is we can stop this process. Like this is a human dynamic. Nobody's immune from it. We all do this. Like there isn't a person who's like, they figured it out. This is a human dynamic and my book and everything is an attempt to shift the human dynamic. And all we're lacking is the skills, tools, and knowledge to change it. That's it. We could, we, we, Right now, all of us re-victimize ourselves the rest of our life until we heal our trauma only because nobody's talked about it, taught it, and given people the way out. So I picked someone who's abusive so I could relive the abuse from my brother. Again, did my brother, I mean, my brother went through hell as a child, so he's just passing his pain on to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not blaming my brother. He had no other choice. And I'm not letting domestic abuse you know, domestic abusers off the hook. I'm holding them responsible, but we have to hold ourselves responsible. And I've yet to find a single situation where domestic abuse, someone who suffered domestic abuse, didn't go through the same. Basically, we got trained in childhood to look for it. We can, literally, you can put them in a room with 10,000 people, only one abuser in the room and like radar, they'll go to them because our brain and body's attracted to it. We're looking for it. And so just like that hole in our stomach, when we consider success, it's just like the trauma we went through. Okay. And so since we don't know how to claim our life, it's not known. We go the other direction. We choose failure because think of it. We could never stand up for ourselves. That was always question number two about childhood trauma. If your parents ever said or did anything that um, in the moment you felt sad or scared um, or angry, could you do or say anything about it? Well, no, every parent, get in your room. I don't want to talk about it, right? That's what happened to all of us. So it's a, it's, it's a, depending on the person, it's a collapsing of the soul, all right? There are medical terms or psychological terms for it that I don't want to brand everybody with, but it's a form of collapse. And so when we get that success, what I call the fear of success, that feeling, we're literally right back in that moment of childhood of mom and dad are being perfectly imperfect. They're making a mistake, yelling, screaming, or doing something wrong, but we can't step in and defend ourselves because our, we're too small and our life depends on it. And so we stuff it and that's the feeling. That's it right there. Every single time. That's that moment of helplessness and hopelessness of What's the point? Even if I choose myself, even if I were to stand up to myself, mom and dad are bigger, they'll always win. Just like my brother. That's why, and that's why one of the reasons domestic abuse survivors never leave. That same feeling, they got trained and their brain and body seeks it until we break it. And the only way to break it is to go back and heal the original trauma. We have to reconcile that. Now, 
that's that's just part of it. Like that's the first three stages of how this fear of success works. The fourth stage is how denial works. See, the truth, we, we had to deny the truth of our parents' imperfections. We had no other choice, right? How could we confront it? And so we minimize it. We suppress it. That's the people who think they've had a great childhood. They're justifying. They're minimizing, suppressing, condoning. They're, they're letting their parents off the hook because they have to, because their life depends on it. Now, the problem is they're still doing it as an adult. And that denial is doing a couple of things. One, it's robbing them of their authentic self. Okay. And so what happens in this denial process is we have to admit two things. And this is very difficult for people that are new to this process. Um, and this is what I teach and help people overcome. The first thing we have to admit is we're not who we really think we are. Like I played pro sports. I thought I was an athlete. Well, no, this is always what I wanted. This is me. But I didn't know this was me until I did all the trauma work and worked out of it. Okay. So I was living, you know, different personalities and everybody does. Okay. That's why for decades, only 7% of the population has been satisfied with their jobs. Everybody's picking careers to re-victimize themselves. I mean, I talk about all the time, real estate, your childhood was chaotic because the history, because the process of buying and selling homes is chaotic. If you're in finance, there were money issues. You're trying to reconcile the trauma. All right. Ghost writers. Like when my ghost writer asked me, you know, so what about me? I was like, do you really want to know? And I was like, think about it. What do you do? You write other people's stories, right? You've never been allowed to write your own as a child. You were never given permission to express your needs and wants, your morals and values, what's negotiable and non-negotiable. You had no voice. And as a ghostwriter, it's the exact same thing. You have no voice. You have no personal story. You tell everyone else's. And she just lost it. It's true for all of us. It's heartbreaking. So we're all miserable in our careers because we're just reliving our trauma against us. And we're miserable in our relationships. Over 50% of the population is divorced because we're reliving our trauma against us. Like you can't outrun the truth of all of this, the numbers, the science, how the brain and body works. It's just like, I'm shocked. No one's ever put it together and talked about it. Like I'm the first one. And I'm like, it's just, it's all right there. Like even the science of how the brain and body works and trauma and all, it's like plain as day. I'm like, why is anyone talking about this? Well, the denial piece, because here's what we have to admit. One, I'm not who I think I am. Now you're 20, 30, 50, 70 years old, and you've lived a life. Oh my God. You mean everything, not everything, but many of the things I've done are not authentic. They're not who I really am. That, what would people think? I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm you know, they'd berate themselves. Well, they already got sent that message. Like Michael Jordan got sent the message. He was a piece of crap. Nothing he could do ever satisfied his father. Well, I don't want to go back to that. So I don't want to admit that this isn't who I was meant to be, even if I achieved great heights, you know? And I'm not saying Michael Jordan shouldn't have been a basketball player. Don't take it that way. I'm just saying, I'm drawing the parallel of why would we want to admit that? Like I had to go through that. I mean, most people in addiction, all addiction is, it's not a disease, you know, that's a falsity. Addiction is an attempt to soothe intolerable trauma and pain. 
Okay. And so the, one of the biggest reasons addicts can't let go of the addiction is it's the first time in their life they feel joy. It actually works. It gives them a sense of happiness. All right. But it's also a false personality. They became this addict. What am I if I'm not the partier? That was one with my drinking. You know, I didn't want to quit drinking because I was always the life of the party. And, there, you know, everyone turned to me. I was going to lose all these friends. All right. So we have to admit this. And then I had to admit I'm not an athlete. Oh, my God. I've pursued two pro sports. What an idiot. It's not, it's not true. But that's why we deny the truth of what I'm saying. We don't admit, oh, my God, I'm X amount of years old and I'm basically an infant living a life that, in a sense, I have to completely gut and reconstruct from an authentic place. That sounds overwhelming. Whew, denial, don't want to go there. Kenny's wrong, full of BS. Then they, and so that's what we do in denial. Then the finger gets pointed at me. And remember, whenever we judge, blame, criticize, hate anyone or anything, it may be like, it may be true, but the, the only thing we can, we can only see something in somebody else that's operating in us. And so somebody who says, you know, judges me in some way about these topics, all they're doing is showing me their unhealed pain. That's it. Whatever name I gets thrown at me, is a representation of their unhealed trauma, but they don't want to admit it. And that's the piece because then I'd have to deal with the false personalities I developed. And so I project it onto you. Okay. That's just the first piece we have to overcome in denial or overcome the shame piece and, and why we go into denial. The second piece is this. If I were to really let go of these false personalities, if I were really to pursue success in those moments when we know exactly what to do, what else would we lose? Attachment to our parents. Remember, we developed all of these to get our parents to love us. And so if I put them aside, if I no longer fail, if I stay stuck in this position of no worth or whatever it may be, what am I going to lose? Love and attachment from my parents. They'll say I'm wrong, whatever, even if they're not alive. Even if they don't say it, that's the internal condition. Well, we can already, even, even for those that won't admit it to themselves, they're already feeling a sense of emptiness, detachment, um, lack of connection with their parents. Well, if I go this route, if I actually succeed, then I've got nothing. That's heartbreaking. Who would want to face that? Boom. That's a re-victimization. So we don't deal with it. We set up things to avoid the truth of that. And we now we are the author of our own trauma. The cycle starts over and repeats over and over and over. And it's I can sit with anyone that watches this and walk them through the process and how they're doing it in their life, like, like just minutes. Just tell me your career, a couple questions, and it's like, blah, blah, blah. it's right there. Like everybody. Now it's tougher for them to find it because they're denial. They don't want to admit these things about themselves. And so it can be a, a bit of a process for them to do that. Because see, when we've had to, when we lost, gave up ourselves for that attachment, we all have massively low self-esteem, like all of us. I know you can think of athletes or whatever and you go, oh my God, they have high self-esteem. No, we all have massively low self-esteem because we're in such high denial. See, we had to deny the truth of the cycle I talk about, of our parents and all the pain we've been in. And so if we're in denial, we're not in truth, right? 
Denial is a lack of truth. Well, we can't have self-esteem if we're not in truth. Everything's a lie. Not everything, but many things in our life are a lie. Well, that's a, that's a lack of self. We're not seeing ourselves accurately. The only way we can see ourselves accurately is if we can see and admit our imperfections. And so the way this the recovery works is the more we confront this denial, what happens? I call it, you know, originally I call it the scales of injustice, low self-esteem, high denial. The way to reconcile it is become an expert in your denial of how you're setting up your own destruction in every area of your life and the false personalities and all of this. The more you do that, the more accurate view you have of yourself. We gain self-esteem because if I can admit to myself and accept myself all these perfect imperfections, there's no other form of self-esteem that's higher because I'm accepting even my darkest parts. And so when you point them out, I have nothing to defend. Like, yeah, that's me. The only reason we argue back is low self-esteem. I don't want you to see this truth about me. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Okay. So the process for you to turn this around, there's many steps to it. I, I can't give all of them. I wrote a whole book on it of the process because we have to start at the beginning. One, it's an awareness process. It's a recognition of a feeling, not a thought, because as Damasio and everyone points out, almost all of our feelings are, uh, all of our thoughts are produced by feelings. People don't know that. There's a lot of misinformation out there that we are mostly thinking creatures. We're primarily feeling creatures. And so these feelings are happening in the background and generating thoughts. And so you're trying to change your thoughts and think successful. You need to feel successful. And the only way to feel it is to shift the pain that you're in, to know when the pain comes up exactly what to do. So the first step is this. Go on to Google. Type in feelings list. There are thousands of them. Pick one that just resonates with you. Keep it with you for several days and make check marks. Throughout, you know, three to five times a day, stop and look at it. What am I feeling? If, whether it's positive or negative. And then, you know, first, just get used to getting back in your body because 70% of the population doesn't even feel. They're not even connected to their body. They're all up here in their heads thinking away. They have no connection to their body. And our body is driving almost all of our actions, okay? Because it's feeling. This is where we feel is in our body. All right. So the first step is get back in touch with your feeling. So you then, once you can start registering where feelings are, now you can see, wait a minute, when I took this action, I felt this. These certain feelings, especially when it comes to our fear of success, you're going to see there are certain feelings that are coming up that set up your own self-victimization, which then puts you in the position that when it's time to succeed and choose it, it's all, it's right here in that spot, that dark spot is eating at you, okay? So the first step in this is, is a massive awareness of feelings, okay? So the first week or a couple days, maybe, you know, depending on the person, track your feelings, just track them. Then start tracking them and go, okay, what did I do before and after, all right? Start seeing how your feelings are driving all of your behavior and setting up your failure and setting up your fear of success. 
right? Get the awareness first. Now, from there, the process gets a little bit longer. But one of the th- I'm going to give you a couple simple things you can do that will at least get you started. I mean, if you want the full process on exactly how to do it, it's in my book, Your Journey to Success. Like, I walk you through it. And the courses that I do and the coaching that I do, you know, this is what I teach people how to overcome. But a simple question you can ask yourself when you're in that negative feeling, and this is borrowed from Byron Katie. Who would I be if I never had this thought or feeling again? Think of that. Think of that fear of success feeling. And who would you be if you never could ever, ever in your life have the thought or feeling that's here? How would you think and feel at that point? Safe, powerful, free, peaceful. Like, that's your essence. That's the person you were brought into to live out in this world without your trauma getting in the way when you clear that out. And so that's a quick way for you in those moments, once you create awareness, use that turnaround question to flip it and go, okay, if this were gone, what would I feel like? Okay, and from this place, I can step into my life. I can choose success. I'm free of all that pain, all right? So there's a simple, quick tip to get you there. But honestly, this is not a short process. And so I can't boil it down into here, just do this and everything will be better. It's much longer and it's in here. And I'm not trying to sell my book, but... um, Well, yes, I am. I'd love it if you bought my book. I want everyone to get better. That's not true. Yes. I mean, yes, I'm trying to sell it. Um, But I'm trying to sell it because it's a solution. And the stuff that's out there is too superficial. It doesn't get to this. And this is what we need to deal with. So if you want the solution, if you want to deal with all of it and not just put a Band-Aid over it, then that's an option for you. It's up to you. Like, I won't judge either way. Do what's best for you, whatever you do. So there you have it. Your fear of success comes from unhealed pain. If you want to overcome that, make the choice to go become an expert. And when you do that, you'll be able to turn things around and live the life that you were meant to live.